to the Prophecy Club. Wednesday, February the 8th of 2019, I was the guest on the Omega Man radio broadcast, and I talked about the revelations that God gave me that I put in my book, The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. Made notes, and I thought it was a really good broadcast. I intended to play it on the air for you guys, and I never did. Uh, So here it goes. I'm going to actually play the broadcast where I was on Omega Man radio broadcast. And thank you, Shannon Davis, the Omega Man, for having me on as a guest. You have a wonderful broadcast. So here I am explaining the revelations that God gave me that I put into the secret door to understand Bible prophecy. Folks, I want to welcome you to our live broadcast. This is a special event. It's a real honor to have back Pastor Stan Johnson of the Prophecy Club. Uh, I've been following Brother Stan's ministry for many years. He's a watchman. He's done a fantastic job of keeping us current on the time we're living in and letting us know what's coming down the road. And he continues to be a watchman on the wall. And uh, I encourage you, if you're in the Plano, Texas area, to get out to his church. We'll give you contact details tonight. Praise God. You also have a YouTube channel that I want to point out is awesome. You just go to YouTube and you type in Prophecy Club Channel. And, of course, you click on the one that has the my picture that is the round picture, as you're probably familiar with. And we do a radio program 30 minutes every day. And then, you know, well, two or three times a month, I will do a video. There are several videos. Now, the radio programs are easy to spot because they just have some kind of um, like a JPEG for the front of it. But – the videos that where I am talking and I have a background and I use a green screen. So, I, I mean, it's very nice. Uh, I, I think you'd agree it's probably one of the nicer ones in the world yes. of Christianity out there. And I have my face that slides around on the background, which is a PowerPoint. And those are anywhere from 30 minutes to some of them are two and a half hours long and all kinds of topics. But they have a black background, at least the new ones do with bright orange letters, so you can spot the videos from the radio programs that way. And I just made a, a matter of fact, here, let me just click on it right quick. I, I just put, of course, again, a radio program every day, but I just put two new videos up that I'm particularly pleased with that are getting a lot of hits. One is Iran and Prophecy. I just put that up a week ago. It's already got 4,300 hits. And I've got another one that I think is the one I'm most pleased with, of anything I've ever put out on YouTube, and it's called Most Amazing Prophecy Chart, which is part of what we're going to be talking about this evening. So if you want to see the chart that I'm going to be talking about in the second hour, you can go to uh, the Prophecy Club channel on YouTube. On the It's the third row down, and it says Most Amazing Prophecy Chart. If you click on that, then that's the chart that I'm going to be discussing. So you can actually look at the chart as I'm talking about in the second hour. Fantastic. Uh, It's an honor again to have you, Pastor. Stan, and um, you take your time. The microphone is yours. For the first eight years of Prophecy Club, this is what we did. We had guest speakers on, and we would put them on the speaking tours, and sometimes it was eight cities, but it kept growing and growing until – it finally reached where we were having 40 cities a month. We had three different tours, had three different people wow. on about a 14-city speaking tour every month. That's back when there wasn't any iPods or iPads, 
And if people wanted any information, they had to listen to a Christian radio station. And so Christianity in those days, in my opinion, was much easier to reach than it is today. But anyway, uh, I know how difficult that it is to find guests and then to find good guests and (laughs) find guests that don't go out and step on themselves and say some stupid things and (laughs) splash mud all over your name and your reputation, your ministry. So I want to say thank you to that. But I also want to pray a blessing. Thank you. Lord, the Omega Man (laughs) has been a wonderful blessing, a blessing to many people, a blessing to your kingdom. And Lord, I ask you to look down and cause your face to shine upon him. And you would give him the right guests. You would give him revelations from on high and give him and his people angel visits, dreams, visions, sevenfold miracles. Include them in the last days because anyone that is listening to this broadcast, the Omega Man, anyone that's listening to this on even an occasional basis is a watchman. And you've got them. And you're preparing them for a day when they can give an answer, when there's a bunch of scared rabbits running around out here is expecting a pre-trib rapture that didn't happen. And now, oh, no, they find themselves in the middle of trouble, uninformed, unprepared, and they don't know what to do. And your watchman will be there to be able to give an answer, to be able to point them to Jesus. Lord, I ask you to give these watchmen thousands upon thousands of souls, give them instant understanding. Let them be able to hear from you. Give them dreams and visions and the angel visits and cause them to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I received that, brother. Thank you, Pastor Stan. God bless you and uh, everybody tuning in tonight. And one more comment. If you had told me you were doing 40 cities a year, brother, that's massive. (laughs) But you were doing 40 cities a month. Brother, I can't even... I can't even fathom that. That is, that's 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 a pretty awesome record. <laughs> so, what happened uh, to briefly tell you how we got there? It's a, it's a long story, but basically, a radio station called and asked if I would do a thirty-minute radio program of Bible prophecy. And long story short, I started doing it, and it started growing from city to city to city to city. And before long, we were on eighty radio stations and twenty-five TV stations doing 40 cities a month, about 5,000 people a month were attending our meetings. And from the year 1993, when we started, to the Y2K debacle, the devastation that happened to most prophecy ministries in those days, we were able to present to the Lord 7,000 new souls and about 20,000 rededicated souls. Wow. And then Y2K didn't happen Now, no one criticized 60 Minutes or 2020 because they had talked about it. But what happened was they walked away from God's end time message. And this is a long story, but I can tell you, God spoke to me about several things about that. And he was not pleased with his people walking away from his warning message. Well, most Christian ministries that had anything to do with prophecy in any way, some of them even that didn't, most of them collapsed. Most of them had to go get in the job. We were one of the few that survived those days. I remember March 20th of 2000, worst day of my life. I had to cancel 60 radio stations in one day. I was devastated. Seven years of work went down the drain in one day. We went from 80 stations to 20 stations. Within 60 days, we were $400,000 in debt because 
Christians stabbed me in the back. But just recently, I had that healed. It took a long time. I, you know, I forgave, but there was still a, a knife in my back. But uh, I'm I'm over that, and I'm happy with that. But uh, it, the the better days lie ahead, brothers and sisters. As a matter of fact, I think that we are very close to seeing a series of suitcase nukes going off all across our nation. We are very close to a devastating earthquake. I don't know if we'll get to all these, but um, I've made radio programs on them. Also, I can tell you this, that we are about to see a financial change, a financial change that has never occurred probably in the last 2,000 years. A massive, a massive financial change is about to take place. And the good guys think it's going to be bringing in a wonderful new financial system. And I believe it will, but it won't last for long because the prophecies still have to be fulfilled. There still has to be a seven-year tribulation. There still has to have a beast, the mark of the beast. All of that still has to come to pass. But I believe that as long as Trump is in office, we're in good shape. But like Lindsey Williams was told, the day that Trump gets out of office, run for the hills, because then evil is going to come down on this nation like a hammer. So anyway, yes, I think we're very close to these last days. And with your permission, I'd like to talk to him and tell him about what happened about two years ago when I started memorizing the book of Revelation. Take it away, my brother. Thank you for that introduction. <laughs> Just as a project, I decided I was going to go back and refresh my memory and complete memorizing the book of uh, Psalms 23. You know, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Well, I got that down. I enjoyed that. So then I thought, ah, let's go ahead and tackle Psalm 91. I got a few scriptures already down on that. So I memorized that and felt good, pretty good about that. And then it kept coming to me that now I need to memorize the book of Revelation. And I kept saying, I I'm sorry, the book? You mean a chapter, right? <laughs> a book? <laughs> the whole book? So I got me a spiral reading notebook, and I thought, all right, I'll give it a shot. And I'm sorry to say I should have had a better attitude saying, okay, I can do this thing. You know, I can do all things through Christ's strength. And, you know, okay, you know. But I didn't. I was kind of a chicken. <laughs> so I decided I wasn't going to tell anybody that I had set out on this project. As a matter of fact, I didn't even think I could do it. I didn't even start at Revelation 1, verse 1. I started at verse 8 because as I read those first, <laughs> I'm just being honest with you. I mean, as I read the first seven verses, I thought, I, I, I don't think I can do that. I don't think I, I mean, I just can't get it in my head. So I started memorizing at verse 8. Well, I got all the way to the end of chapter 1, and I thought, okay, I did it. So here's what I did. I got me a spiral ring notebook, you know, regular eight and a half by 11 spiral ring notebook, and I wrote out all of the words, and, and I wrote them in the very best, most beautiful handwriting I could possibly write, partly because I wanted to respect the Bible, partly because I wanted to be able to read it when, when I went back to try to memorize it. But I also was falling in love with every word, and there's a lot of memory techniques that I can tell you that I learned in the process. So I got to the end of the first chapter, and then I thought, ah, oh, now i got to go back and memorize those first seven verses. So I went back, and I got, finally, I reached the point, yay, I got the whole first chapter down. <laughs> so I, I wrote down the day. Well, here, I've got it right here by hand. 
Uh, actually, I'm holding a copy of it because the original is so precious. <laughs> I keep it hidden away up in my library <laughs> so that I will never lose it. I don't take it out of my office or anything like that. But anyway, I started memorizing it. Here it is, 11.27 of 16. And I finished memorizing the entire book of Revelation 5.23 of 17. So when I would start memorizing a chapter, I would write down the date. And uh, then when I, I would write down the date when I had finished that chapter. So I went through, you know, memorized the whole book of Revelation. But something started happening that had never happened to me in my life that I never dreamed. I, it, the thought never even occurred to me that this was going to happen. And that is I started getting revelations. Now, here's why the, the first one happened. Okay, so I'm reading in uh, the book. Okay, let's see. Let me see if I can just find uh, the exact place here uh, where it says, I'll just quote it here. I, John, whom also your brother and companion in tribulation of the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ. Okay, and I read that and I thought, uh, wait a minute. Is that saying that John is telling us that he is going to be there in the tribulation with us? In other words, the tribulation defined as the last seven years. And I looked at it, and I thought, no, 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 that that doesn't line up with my theology, <laughs> which I was going to change a lot of in the process of this. But see, I was thinking, like just about everybody else is thinking out there, that the two witnesses had to be um, Enoch and Elijah, because Hebrews 9, 27, it says, it's appointed a man once to die and then the judgment. So it had to be someone that had uh, had lived already. But never died. Well, what I didn't understand is that actually Hebrews 9.27 is an unconfirmed verse. And that's another thing I had to learn is that when it is for sure in the Bible and when it is a major doctrinal point, it is always found in the Bible twice because the Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a thing be established. Wait a minute, Stan. Are you saying some things in the Bible are not established? Say, that's exactly right. In other words, some things are a warning. They're only said one time. Some things are a guarantee. They're said two or three times. So anytime something is found in the Bible twice, it's a guarantee. One time, it may be just a warning. And Hebrews 10, 27 uh, is just a warning. In other words, it has appointed man wants to die in the judgment. But it's not saying the two witnesses have to be Enoch and Elijah. So anyway, as I read that, I thought, okay, I, John who am also your brother and companion in tribulation, companion in tribulation. But, see, I didn't fit my theology. So I just kept memorizing and I kept going along. Well, then I ran into other places, which I put in the book, and that would be lengthy to get in. But uh, <laughs> I found eight reasons why the two witnesses, I'll just tell you who they are. Again, get the book because... <laughs> I mean, I will try to give you as much information as I possibly can in the two hours we're going to be talking tonight, but it will not come anywhere close to the amount of information that is in the book. If you want to understand it, there is no second way to get around this. You will have to get the books, but I'll do my best. Anyway, I found eight reasons why Moses is one of the two witnesses and eight reasons why John the Revelator, the guy that wrote the book Revelation, he is going to be the other of the two witnesses, and I've got eight reasons. They, matter of fact, my editor, when I handed him my book, he said, 
I've heard you say, you know, it's Moses and John the Revelator. I can tell you right now, I disagree with that. I said, fine, read my book, read the re- the reasons. And after he had read them, he said, okay, you're right. <laughs> now, okay, so let me tell you what started happening. So as I started going through this, memorizing this, all of a sudden I started getting these revelations. Now, when I say revelation, I mean that it's information on high or from on high, information I did not know I did not understand before this. You have to understand, I've been studying Bible prophecy 40 years. I've been teaching it 30 years. I've been doing a radio and t- sometimes TV program on it for 25 years. I've made uh, 37 two-and-a-half-hour DVDs on it. I've had, uh, we made over 300 DVDs with guest speakers. Had, uh, what, 330 guest speakers. I mean, so, I mean, I'm not new to it. So to say I knew nothing that was in this book that's written. There's, I knew nothing of this. And I might say, so far, I haven't found anybody else that knew anything that is in this book, meaning everything in this book is all new revelations. In other words, you do not know what is in this book. And I can go, I will go through here and I'll share many of those things. I hadn't found anybody. So yeah, I knew that. No one knew this. So as I started going through and I started getting these revelations, because in those days, we were a ministry that did DVDs, which we pretty much retired that thanks to YouTube, killing it. Um, anyway, we used to make DVDs. So I got up and I made three DVDs. I made one called Revelations on Revelation. I thought I had got all the revelations wrong. <laughs> then I made another one called Kings and Priests because I thought I got all the revelations wrong. <laughs> and I made I made a third DVD called 17 Secrets and the Feasts and the Trumpets because, okay, finally, I thought it got all the revelations wrong. So what happened was I had two visions. I had about 30 revelations, two visions, and one audible voice. And the first, let me get this right, the first vision I saw was of the book of Revelation. Let me come back to that. But the second vision told me to put it in a book. Now, when I started writing the book, I was thinking I had all the information. That's why he tell me to write the book. Well, no, wrong. Wrong again. As I started writing the book, I could tell something supernatural was happening. And I'm thinking, you know, this is, <laughs> this is not me because I'm not a very supernatural person. That's Leslie. Okay? She's the prophet. She's the one who hears from God. She's the one who sees all the healings, blah, 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 blah. So as I started typing... I started getting more revelations, a, a deeper understanding. I started, you know, normally I'm, I say this all the time, I'm a one-holer. In other words, information in through one hole, information out through one hole. I only hear one conversation at a time. I only, I only speak about one thing at a time. But when I was writing the book, I was able to, to remember six, seven, eight things at once. My fingers were flying across. Matter of fact, I wore all the uh, the, the letters off of my keyboard. I had to buy a new keyboard. My fingers were flying across the keyboard faster than I'd ever typed before. I had a, I had a supernatural understanding as I was writing the, the book. Now, the information in the book is roughly twice the information of the three DVDs that I made on the revelations I got, meaning the greatest revelation came in the process of writing the book. And I've still, I've got two more revelations uh, since I wrote the book, but they're not important enough to include in the book. But now, with your permission, I'd like to go on and give some of the revelations 
that I, I got from the book. Is that okay? Absolutely. This is awesome. Keep going. I'm, I'm not going to go through it in order. I just want to cover some of the revelations. Now, when you read the book, you don't find what I'm about to tell you in the book. Uh, I, I, a little bit. I mean, I covered a few of them, uh, the, uh, the more outstanding ones I explained. Uh, the first one I want to talk about is the audible voice. So one evening I was going through my lines, what I call running my lines. In other words, I, I, if you're going to memorize at least me, I had to go over it and over and over and over, repeat it over, out loud over and over and over and over and over. Well, one evening I'm going through this and all of a sudden I hear an audible voice and I don't think it was in my spirit. Yeah, I think it was my ears, but it was it was just as clear and crystal clear as you're talking to me. I mean, I heard a voice, and this is what that voice said. And you cannot believe how many times over the last 30 years I wish that I had had this information. It would have changed everything in my understanding. So what I'm about to give you is something really big. Here's what it said. The seven seals play over seven years. The seven trumpets play over seven months. The seven vials play over seven days. Well, that's really, really big because, see, I was thinking the seven seals are seven years, seven trumpets, seven years, seven vials are seven years. <laughs> that's wrong. But, I mean, I've got a big chart uh, at church. I mean, it's four foot by, uh, tall by five foot wide, and it's all wrong. But that one audible voice corrected it. Now, how to prove that by Scripture? Well, it's amazing when God doesn't want you to see something in the scripture, you just can't see it. And on the other hand, it's also amazing that when he wants you to see something in the scriptures, you see it. It's, it's amazing. I mean, I, probably everybody in here has memorized the scripture at one point in their life or another. And we've all thought, wow, I understand that scripture a whole lot better since I memorized it. Well, that's what began to happen to me, except for it's a whole book of Revelation. Now, I would explain it like this. Try to imagine yourself in a beautiful summer evening, not a cloud in the sky, and you're laying outside, maybe uh, you know, in some kind of a chair, maybe just laying on the grass, and you look up into the night sky, and you can see from horizon to horizon to horizon to horizon, and someone hands you a paper towel roll, you know, there was that, that little cardboard thing inside of the paper towels. They, they hand you that, and they say, look through this into the stars. Well, that's what it's like to read through the book of Revelation, and you're, you're like looking through the towel holder. You're, you're looking through that roll. But when you memorize the entire book of Revelation, it's like you can see from horizon to horizon to horizon. You can see all of the stars all at once, and you understand all of them. And that's what began to happen to me. I began to see. I, I, let me say it this way. It wasn't just a scene. I think that I ate, If I don't know if I've ever said this, if I can try to explain what happened. I ate the spirit of revelation. In other words, it's like I, I ate it, I swallowed it down, and it became part of me, someplace in there. And I understand the book of Revelation like never before. I would say that if you haven't Memorize the book of Revelation. I'm not talking about a casual. I'm talking, you can sit down and quote the whole book. Okay. Unless you've memorized it at that point, I'm going to say that you do not have the horizon to horizon understanding. And, and somewhere in there, the spirit of Revelation came into me. 
somewhere in there, my heart was changed. All of a sudden, things that I used to be able to do, to watch, to see, I just can't do. It changed me. It changed me. <clears throat> Sorry, getting a little emotional here. It changed me from the heart out. Okay, so the audible voice. Now, let me talk about the first vision, and then we'll get to some of the revelations. In this vision, uh, the situation was I had had an infection come up on my arm. I was in the hospital literally for three days on IV antibiotics. It was a real serious thing. They, I didn't think it was all that serious, but they took me to the emergency room, and doctor took one look at me, and he said, uh, you see those red streaks running up your arm, boy? I said, yes, sir. He said, that is an infection. That is serious. He said, you're not going home tonight. You're checking into the hospital. You're going to be on IVs for two or three days at least. So uh, about the second night of this, it was like probably nine o'clock in the evening, um, an Indian lady walked in, you know, like someone that used to live in India, walked in and she says, um, you're a pastor. And I said, yes, ma'am. She says, well, I want to let you know I'm a Christian. I know that very few Indians are Christians, but I'm Christian. My family's Christian. My mom and dad, all of my, I come from an area in India and we're all Christians and we love Jesus. I said, well, wonderful. In the process of that conversation, in the blink, I mean, it, it happened. How do I say this? See, when a person is touched by eternity, it, it can happen so fast and you can get so much information faster than you can blink your eye. All of a sudden in that conversation, I got a revelation. And here's what I saw, but it'll take me a couple of minutes to explain what I, matter of fact, it was so fast, I don't know if she was talking or if I was talking. I think I was talking, but in the middle of a sentence, it didn't even slow me down. If I'd have said at the end of the sentence, hey, did I blink my eye? Did I slow down? Did I pause at all? She had probably said no. In other words, it was just that fast. But here's what I saw. I saw two books. They weren't on the shelf, but is as if they were on a shelf. Two books. The book on the left was the book of Torah or the book of Moses, which is the first five books of the Bible. On the right was the book of Revelation. And there was like a time tunnel between the two books. And it was about the size of like a stick of margarine. And it was yellow, kind of like a stick of margarine. But it wasn't margarine. It, it was blurred. It was in, in, when, when eternity touches you, you know things from eternity. And you know them that you know that you know that you know. You couldn't possibly have made this up. And all of a sudden you get... Revelation, you get understanding, it's it's a blink. It's a blink. And that's what the eternity, that's what happened. Eternity touched me for a second. Here's what it showed me. That there is a secret door that links the book of Revelation all the way back to the book of Torah. Specifically, one word. And that one word is the secret door. And that's the reason the book is called The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. And maybe I should tell you about that, how that book, that name came about too. But anyway, <clears throat> so the secret, the, the word that is the secret door is first fruits. The word first fruits is found in Revelation 14 and Leviticus 23. And in 14, Revelation 14, 1, it says, I looked and lo, a lamb stood upon the Mount Sinai, and with him 144,000 having his father's name written in the forehead. 
Then he skipped down a couple of verses and says, These are they that were not defiled with women for their virgins. In 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation just as a simple project. God showed me a secret door, which is based upon a single word found in Revelation and Leviticus, linking the feasts to the prophecies. When linked, a person enters into an understanding of Bible prophecy not previously known. Even though I've been in the world of Bible prophecy for 40 years, frankly, I did not know anything of what is in this book. One prophetic word described it this way. There is a lock that I have put over a word in the book of Revelation that I'm going to open to you. It will turn so many books written on the end time message into obsolete books. That's this book. Two amazing prophecy charts on the back flap, 12 inches by 9 inches. Imagine a book on prophecy that brings a fresh... You can now watch 160 Prophecy Club recordings and soon over 300 without interruption. Most people would agree 300 titles, normally $30 each. A gift of $100 a month would be reasonable. $50 a pretty good deal, but the introductory rate for a limited time is just $20 recurring monthly subscription. A one-year subscription is a gift of $200. There's no contract. You can cancel any time you want to, and you get the first three days free just to check it out. The best deal is a yearly subscription that'll lock in your rate for a year even when we raise the rates. WatchProphecyClub.com. Go check it out. WatchProphecyClub.com. 